Today's episode, we have Anjanette Mickelson, who is going to help us talk about how to have a more professional singing and speaking voice. Say hello to the audience, Anjanette. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Doesn't she have a beautiful voice? You can see why you want to learn from her. <laughs> Anjanette is a composer. She is a performer. She is a vocal coach working with both speakers and with singers. She has her own business called The Singing Pro, and she offers coaching and lessons to people who would like to improve their voice and restore their voice. I have used her personally. I need to be upfront with that. When my voice, after 40 years of professional speaking to over 1,700 audiences, I was beginning to get a wear and tear on my voice. And I went to Anjanette, and in just a few simple lessons, she taught me how to improve my voice, how to restore what I had lost, and make it even better. So, Anjanette, we're glad to have you with us. I'm so excited to be here with you today, Larry. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure, and it's going to be the listener's pleasure when we're done with all this. Let's start with, tell us, who are some of the... Uh, people that you have composed with and you have coached in recording who have done their recordings on social media? With social media stuff, um, I have a young student right now who is uh, really taking off on TikTok especially, but other social medias as well. Uh, he's a dance TikToker and an actor, but he also has got quite a talent for music and singing as well. His name is Trey McKay. And uh, he, I think the last time we talked, he's got over 3 million subscribers on TikTok. Uh, I've also worked uh, as a vocal coach in the recording studio with uh, the, the Fun Squad on Kids Fun TV and uh, also the Ninja Kids TV uh, social media channel. And uh, I've got a lot of other clients who do various things on social media, uh, original music, uh, covers of music, a, a lot of fun people that I work with there. Pretty impressive, and there are a lot of them that she didn't mention the names. Uh, you also, I forgot to mention, were a co-composer on a musical celebrating the 150th anniversary of The Driving of the Golden Spike in Promontory, Utah, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, me and my writing partner at the time uh, were commissioned by the state of Utah to write a half-hour musical that would be televised to celebrate that story and uh, that uh, important anniversary. And it was a really, really fun musical to write. Really interesting story to write about. Fascinating, especially when you consider the impact that that two real railroads coming together had on the history of this country. Yeah, and history on his, uh, multiple his, um, groups of people. Yes, and, and that's what your musical portrayed. Is it available on YouTube? Did, did the state of Utah publish it? Actually, yes, it is. You can see the entire filming of the musical uh, on YouTube. I just have to find the link, but I can send that to you. That's okay. We'll put it in the show notes. Now, a lot of people don't feel like they have the right voice for singing or even for speaking. And you have an experience that you understand that and a big breakthrough that you had. Would you mind sharing that experience with us for those who are a little hesitant and they might be able to find themselves moving forward? Absolutely. So my experience with my own voice uh, started when I was a teenager. So I, I always enjoyed singing when I was a kid. Um, was always caught singing something and people would tell me that I had a good voice, but I was kind of a tomboy and I wasn't 
very interested in like pursuing it. I always thought it was going to be like an architect or something because I love Legos. But um, <laughs> I, when I got into middle school, I started getting into choir because of the required art credit and discovered that I really, really enjoyed being in choir because of the music and the singing. And when I was around 15 years old, I, I begged my father to get me into some singing lessons because I wanted to be better at it and I wanted to learn a little bit more about it. So he found somebody in a nearby ward uh, who was an opera teacher and she was a very lovely woman with a, a, who was a professional opera singer herself. She was very good. Uh, but I found in my lessons with her that I wasn't singing the music that I was interested in singing. At the time, I was more interested in musical theater and pop. The exercises that she would have me do were difficult and they were confusing. And by the end of every single lesson, my voice would actually hurt a little bit and actually be a little bit raspy. And after around probably a year and a half of lessons, I just didn't feel like I had made any progress and I just couldn't do what, what I wanted my voice to do and what she was telling me my voice needed to do. And so I just kind of took that as I'm a terrible singer. I don't have any talent and, and the problem's with me. So I probably shouldn't take singing too seriously because I just don't have that much talent. And then fast forward a little bit, I got into high school. And I had some new friends in the musical that were very enthusiastic about a new teacher they were going to try out. He was a pop teacher, but he was really, really good. Uh, even though he was definitely more expensive than the other teacher that I had been going to, I was able to beg my father, my sweet father, and uh, <laughs> he, he allowed me to get into some singing lessons with this guy. He allowed me to try a lesson out. And within the first 10 minutes of my first lesson with this new teacher, he had expanded my range three quarters of an octave. My wow, that's voice, impressive. It really was. I was shocked myself. And uh, my voice had started doing things that it had never done before that I, I didn't even know that it was capable of doing. And by the end of that lesson, my voice felt fantastic. It wasn't hurting. It wasn't raspy. And I just walked out of that lesson going, this is too good to be true. Like, there's got to be like, a scam attached with this because there's no way that can be for real. And so I, I took that lesson that we recorded on a cassette tape because that's how old I am. And, <laughs> and uh, so, and I practiced that tape and I, my voice felt great. And so I convinced my dad to let me go back for another lesson to see if it was legit, to see if it was for real. And I got the same results. Like my voice, had progressed. Um, it was continuing to do things that it had never done before more easily, uh, more fully, more strong. And I just knew that I had found uh, whatever he was teaching me was really, really special. So I basically, um, I convinced my dad to get me into regular lessons with him, which I'm so grateful that my father did. When I graduated high school, uh, basically, I unofficially apprenticed myself self with this this voice teacher <laughs> like, I asked for permission but I I would I would go to work um, I would go to the gym and then uh, for the rest of the night usually for about four to six hours every single night I would go to his house and I would just watch him teach I would just train my ear and watch him teach and try to understand what he was doing and how he was doing it and why it was working and I did that with him for about a year before he decided to move to Nashville and start his his um, a big empire out there that he is still doing to this day. And, and through him, I met other voice teachers that are teaching these same principles. And eventually, these principles that all of, the, uh, all of us teachers, you know, tend to do together is now an official technique and certification process. 
So I'm one of the world's youngest teachers and, and uh, master teachers in these techniques. This uh, master vocal coach who got me on the path that I have been so grateful to be on, his name is Brett Manning, he, and he now teaches out in Nashville. Um, he's been on TV shows as a vocal coach. Uh, he has his own brand or membership called Singing Success, which has done very well. And uh, really, the, the, the guru that he learned everything through and that so many of teachers like myself have learned through is his name is Seth Riggs and he is the creator of the vocal technique called speech level singing and uh, most vocal coaches in the industry who are really worth their their snuff they, they know what they're doing um, have some kind of lineage tied back to Seth they have some kind of training through him or extensive training through one of his master teachers and so these are some of the teachers that have influenced me and are uh, I'm grateful to be a part of a worldwide community of teachers that, that teach these principles because they are the most effective principles in the world when it comes to singing and speaking. What a great story. And, and I hope that some of my listeners really catch on and don't doubt themselves. Just find their own voice and find the teacher who can speak to that voice. What's different about this technique that, that you found different from all others? So. What I love about these singing techniques is that it teaches you how to sing or speak and not what to sing or speak. So many other vocal techniques are well-intentioned, but they usually focus on techniques that are very genre-specific to a particular type of music or a particular sound that they're going for. And so it's not always, it can be effective in one form of singing, but then it's not very effective in other genres. And what I love about uh, these techniques that I teach is that they teach you the foundation of your voice, healthy speaking, healthy singing, how to expand your range, how to have more dynamic and more color and more timber and just get the best out of your voice in a healthy, consistent way. Um, and then you can adapt that foundation to whatever the music is calling for or whatever the speaking engagement is calling for. That is so powerful. Um, and I can speak from experience. I, I mentioned earlier in the podcast that when I was feeling my voice was wearing out after years of use, that you were able to very quickly teach me some techniques that restored it. And I, I want to say this to my listeners, those of you who have used your voice, I, I have a number of professional speakers who listen to this. I have uh, uh, daughters who one of them is a preschool teacher and she teaches all day, every day. Another one is on the phone all day coaching uh, in prenatal and postnatal care for, for expectant mothers, and they use their voice all the time. And these techniques can work not only for those who are singing, but for those of us who speak for a living as we put wear and tear on our voice. Would you mind sharing just one or two of the techniques that can help people restore their voice or improve their voice? Absolutely. Uh, and I, I love that you said that, Larry, because in today's emerging world of like uh, people doing podcasts, people are being on Zoom meetings all day long, people on the phone, on customer service calls, like people are using their voice more and more and more. Yeah, having a healthy singing technique or speaking technique is really important in today's world. I'll give you a couple of uh, effective techniques that are very easy and very useful to do. Um, so what these exercises are designed to do, they're a special class of exercises called semi-occluded vocal tract exercises, or SOVTs we, for short. 
we don't need to remember that name, right? Because no, I, no. I, I can't pronounce it already. It's just a very fancy schmancy way of saying something that makes me sound intelligent. So, um, <laughs> so what you basically do, one of my favorite ones that you don't need any special equipment for is called a lip trill or a tongue trill. And basically, you just want to take your fingers around the, the corners of your mouth, a little bit lower down, lift up the loose skin, and you want to make what's kind of like basically a raspberry. So, you're just lifting your lips a little bit to let the lips flop and bubble really well as you're blowing air through them and making sound. And then you just kind of glide up and down in pitches. And what that allows the, the voice to do is it allows it to, to warm up and stretch out just a little bit. And it also kind of gently massages them through a beneficial back pressure that, that those lips create when you make that sound. You can also do that with your tongue. For, for those of us who can trill their tongue pretty well, that can be a great alternative as well. These exercises are really beneficial because it can massage the vocal cords. It can help to take some of the pressure off of them. It uh, stretches them out and helps to warm them up a little bit. And it can help to give you just a little bit more uh, lasting power in your talking time or your singing time. And also, it just improves the overall quality of the sound. It can help to eliminate some raspiness. It can help to uh, just improve the overall sound so it's not so dull. Uh, it's just a really helpful and therapeutic set of exercises that I use pretty much on a daily basis uh, with all of my vocal clients. Excellent. Now, quick question. When you're doing the lip trill, you're lifting the lips a little. When you're doing the tongue trill, do you lift the, the lips again or does that not go with the lip, the tongue trill? Great question. It just goes with the lip trail. And some people have floppy enough mouths that they don't need to lift up the lips. I tend to recommend it because it tends to get uh, better back pressure on the vocal cords when you do for most people. But you just need to, I recommend lifting the lips just for the lip roll, not for the tongue trail. The tongue trail, you don't need that. Excellent. And then share, you, had, you had said earlier about the straw. Share the straw one. Oh, yeah, that's one that you and I have talked about. And yes. uh, it, it's actually one of the best vocal techniques and therapies that are out there. Uh, I've, I've had the opportunity to sit in on speech therapy sessions with some of my clients who needed a little bit of extra medical intervention. Uh, and I've worked with some fantastic uh, speech language pathologists in some of these techniques. And I actually have a link on my website for this particular product, but you don't have to have that particular one. You just want to get like a coffee stirrer type straw. It's a big fast food straw is not going to be as effective unless you do that through a liquid medium. But basically, you, you just get like a shortened coffee stirrer straw and you make sounds through the straw. So like, here's a straw that I have handy to show you how to do this. It's a very small length straw. Uh, it's a very thin straw as well. So you just basically put it into your lips. And you do very similar to what you did with the lip roll of the tongue trail. You're just making sound through the straw. And because you're making sound through a very, very small space, not all of the air molecules can get through that small space. And so they go back down on the throat and they create a beneficial back pressure that helps massage the vocal cords and stretch them out. It equalizes the pressure that the vocal cords have got to deal with when you're talking and when you're singing. And that's why it's so beneficial and even therapeutic. Uh, for people that are dealing with some voice issues. 
And she taught this to me. And one of the things that, that really helped is you mentioned that it aligns the vocal cords, the larynx. Mm-hmm. Share yep. a little bit on that. So what happens oftentimes when we are talking too much, we get a little bit worn out or we're not speaking or singing with correct vocal technique is that the vocal cords, when they clap, when you talk or when you sing, they start clapping um, not symmetrically. They're not clapping evenly. And that can create a little extra friction or problems with the vocal cords. It can wear out the vocal cords a little bit faster and cut down on some of your endurance and also kind of give the sound a, a duller, more pressed, even slightly constipated sound depending on how you're misusing the vocal cords so uh, again what these um, SOVTs or this special class of vocal exercises that I'm talking about right now is that back pressure helps to equalize the pressure and it helps to um, equalize and even out the the symmetry of the clapping of the vocal cords which is incredibly important and useful and very helpful as I said, it, it's, I personally can say because it's helped me. Let's move to, there are a number of myths that people have when they're thinking about singing. And you, you've put some of them down into a, a document, but would you mind just sharing the top two myths that people mistakenly assume about singing or speaking professionally? Absolutely. So one of my top myths that I like to talk about um, is that you have to have singing talent to be a great singer. Like that the most important ingredient when you're wanting to become a singer or even a professional speaker is to have natural gift or talent. And I have found that that is absolutely a myth and not true. Uh, If I had a dollar for every conversation that I had with a parent, (laughs) hoping to get their kids into singing lessons, and that parent says, okay, I don't want to spend the money unless my kid's really talented. The thing is, like natural gift is unchangeable and you can't control how much God or mother nature gave you in terms of natural singing ability. But I guarantee you for most of the professional singers, I'm not going to say most, I'm going to say all um, that are singing professionally, they're speaking professionally. It's about the hard work that they put into perfecting their craft. It's about the lessons that they took. It's about the consistency that they practiced. It's about uh, ironing out those skill sets and polishing them up that have made them into the performer and the singer and the artist that they are. Uh, it really is about the, the consistency of the hard work that you put into singing. That's what really makes somebody gifted or talented or skilled at singing or speaking. That brings a lot of hope to those of us who, who thought, oh, we weren't naturally gifted with that. Let's Absolutely. go to a second, second myth. So my other second myth that's a fun one to play with is that uh, most people tend to have some limitations with their range, being able to go really high or being able to go really low. And so they automatically assume that that makes them uh, an alto if you're a woman or uh, a bass if you are uh, a man. And the reality is, is that's a myth. Uh, Most people who have range issues have those range issues because they need to work out something in their vocal technique called transitioning from their chest voice to their head voice. Once you start teaching people how to transition from low to high, then the voice opens up and you discover how much more range that you actually have. Just like I talked about in my first lesson with Brett Manning, uh, that's why he was able to expand my range three quarters of an octave is he helped me go better from the, the lower end of my voice to the upper end of my voice. And I discovered, oh, hey, I'm a soprano. 
And so uh, most people who don't have a lot of range think that they're altos or basses, but really they're just sopranos and tenors that, uh, that need to learn how to transition better from their low end to their high end. And uh, true genetic altos and true genetic basses are actually exceptionally rare voices. Um, in about 25 years of teaching, I've worked with maybe four true authentic altos, probably about three authentic basses. They're actually very rare voice types. And that's because they just needed to learn these techniques to be able to make the transition from, I think you called it singing from your chest and singing from your head. Yeah, chest Did voice I to hear head that voice. Right? Chest Correct. voice to head voice. Correct. You have a lot of other myths. We don't have time to go over them. And I understand that you're willing to share them with my audience and with others. Would you mind share, telling us how people can download your myth document? Tell us what the name of it is and how they can get it. Uh, yeah. So I call it the top singing myths. You can get your free download at www.thesingingpro.com backslash myths. M-Y-T-H-S. And you, uh, when you uh, give me your email address, I will put you on my email list where you can uh, learn more top singing myths and tricks. And I'll be starting a, a YouTube channel relatively soon here with a weekly tip or trick. I hope that the top singing myths are helpful for you. So once again, that was thesingingpro.com backslash myths, M-Y-T-H-S. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. And when they do that, they have the option of then saying, yes, I'd like to know more and, and get these free items that you're sending and these deals on your training, on preparing people specifically for recording, preparing people to be able to restore their voice, all of that they can find at thesingingpro.com if you want the myths, backslash myths, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I will say this, if you are on my email list, I once in a while we'll extend special deals to people that are exclusively on my email list. Like for example, I have a Black Friday sale that I'm giving to give an extra discount on uh, private lessons with me for a limited time. I don't do this very often, uh, but I am doing that until December 16th. So if you want the option to get a little bit of a cheaper uh, private lesson with me, then uh, jump onto the, the Singing Myths download and get on the email list and, uh, and see if you want to book a private lesson with me. Excellent. Once again, I want to say this to everyone. We've said it multiple times, but sometimes you need to hear it many, many times. We're talking to all of you who are using your voice a lot, whether you are a teacher, whether you are on the phone in a call center or coaching people on the phone, whether you are a professional speaker standing in front of thousands or you are a singer who is wanting to put your songs onto social media, whatever. She can help you improve your voice. Uh, thank you, Anjanette. I'm looking forward to my lessons because I've signed up for her lessons and trying to improve and restore my voice even further. I'm looking forward to that as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. And to the listeners, thank you for listening. I hope this helped. This is Larry Stevenson with Anjanette Mickelson. And what are you going to do this week to let your dreams work? To reach the unreachable star.